episode of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by The Everyday Fan. Check out their content and a passionate group of content creators getting together to create content for the, for the growing community of pop culture, fan base, fandoms, and especially sports such as football, basketball, baseball, professional wrestling, and MMA fantasy sport. Control your content and, set, and set, share your story around the world today. The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome back everyone to Neo Reality Collective. I am your host Eric Brown and today we're covering about 18 pieces of news. Yeah, the first half of this week was pretty, pretty chill. But the biggest part is that we got some major updates. One especially being Black Adam. The trailer just launched. Dwayne The Rock Johnson looks awesome. I may or may not do a reaction video on my Neo Reality Reaction video channel. But that depends on how everything goes and if I'm really interested in that. But we'll have to see where that goes when that come when I get a chance to look at it. But from what I did, from the briefest clip I did see, The Rock put someone into a ragdoll position and threw them halfway across Egypt. At least I'm assuming that's Egypt or it's in Kandak. So check that out. <laughs> Poor bastard. Anyways, uh. Disney Plus has announced a release date and a poster reveal of I Am Groot, everyone's favorite adorable little Groot baby. Aww, baby Groot. Disney confirmed that I Am Groot will officially be released on Disney Plus on August 10, 2022. The I Am Groot is a series of original animated shorts that look to follow baby Groot's glowy days growing up and getting into trouble among the stars. So, yeah, first announced back in Disney's Investor Day 2020, and Vin Diesel will be returning to voice the little leafiest member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. These shorts will be the beginning of the big push towards Guardians of the Galaxy 3, set to be released next year, set to be released on May 5th, 2023. Before then, however, fans will be treated to Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special sometime in 2022, if I had to guess, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, yeah, they're also set to have a big role in Thor Love and Thunder. So, get ready for that. Get ready for that insanity as Thor and Chris Pratt go ahead and battle for who will be the leader of the Guardians. Only for it to be revealed that it will never end. Meanwhile, an Xbox 
there's an Xbox Golden Double Golden IO 007 remaster on Xbox appears more and more likely as Microsoft has now has the game's achievements listed on its official website. Spotted by Video Game Chronicles Industry Insider at Wario64 on Twitter shared the achievements below in the link and to the listing outline. And with the web page still functioning as normal at the time of this, this original publication on June 6th. So let's see how that went. Both single and multiplayer objectives are listed for the beloved game, which was originally bit released back in Nintendo 64 1997, with Gold, GoldenEye 007 granting players 1,000 games, gamer store in total, as is the norm for fully-fledged games. Remaster has been long rumored and all but confirmed time and time again, most recently in January when Xbox Achievement Tracking website, True Achievements, and also listed the game. An updated version of the original GoldenEye 707 was confirmed to be developed for the Xbox 360's Live Arcade at developer Rare, but was cancelled due to licensing issues and files of the games leaked online in February 2021. And it's been especially a long time since we saw uh, a fully-fledged Bond game. And because the famously tight restrictions on the license, especially given that uh, that has a very very complicated history but now in recent months recent years has been working on loosening that obvious restriction issue since hitman since the developers for hitman io interactive is working on double project 07 and a totally original new story for the super spy and the developer would honestly think and i honestly think that developer will work considering they also work with hitman and that's also a spy spy thriller game self-shooter but still though that does make me think 007 agent 007 and and hitman agent 64 i believe can we do that anyways turn so morbius has been um a disappointment for many according to people and according to reviews um and it's uh and it's uh, not doing well in the theaters, so yeah. So there was a sudden reemergence of popularity in the ironic sense because of the memes, like it's Mormon time and whatnot. And oh god, Morbius, Sony, and their increasing stupidity thought, let's bring Morbius back into theaters. That will always only work out for us, right? Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't going to work because of the meme. So, after the, the attraction of the attraction of Morbius related memes, such as mentioning the Power Rangers phrase, uh, oh, God damn it. they only made $300,000 in the re-release. Yeah, maybe you should not have bet your bets on the internet to be your success, especially when everyone over here decided they hated it. So, yeah, that was probably a bad idea long-term thinking. Meanwhile, Netflix has announced that its live-action adaptation of The Sandman will premiere on August 5th, 2022. Revealed during the first day of Netflix's 
announcement filled Geek Week. The release date for the long way series was dropped at the end of a new trailer. The trailer shows off the titular character's escape from captivity and a glance of the chaos that it causes as a result. We also see Dream of the Endless. And within the horror fantasy blended world created by Neil Gaiman, though she was missing from the latest trailer, Netflix has previously released a poster featuring Lucifer. Yeah. Who also played in the actors also played Game of Thrones as Brienne of Tarth. If I butcher that, I am sorry. Which also showed off comic accurate visuals. The comic's creepy atmosphere is up brought to Netflix's adaptation, helped by Game and executive producing the series along with Alan Heinberg, Doug, and David Goyer, with certain scenes pulled directly from the comic. Also, um, I wonder, I'm curious to know, will we see like the Sandman from the Sandman? From the Justice Society show up because he is a major character in that. Uh, I would assume, but this is an adaptation, and since okay, since DC Comics has made Dream of the Endless and the rest of the Endless part of the DC universe, and even had brief glimpses in the past to the point that Dream of the Endless even got a big role, somewhat of a minor role in D Death and Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, which was a shock for some people, and Linkara lost his mind. <laughs> but yeah. So, Elon Musk, you know, the big billionaire guy who clearly has too much time on his hand and doesn't want to really want to do anything else with his money besides be a dictator. Uh, he's threatening to walk away from his big deal with Twitter, claiming that the social media giant is in material breach of the merger agreement as the two companies continue to wrangle over how many spam bots and fake accounts are on the platform. Okay, dude. Um, th this is the problem I'm having with this. So he's threatening to cancel the deal with Twitter, which if that does happen, then Twitter will get a $1 billion paycheck because well he uh he severed the deal but um how do I say this delicately have you Elon have you just considered just moving on with this because do you not know the spam bots and fake accounts are virtually anywhere. If you were going to go ahead and say that that's the reason you're not going to buy the buy this platform, then I will direct you to some magic beans because th this is the thing that annoys me. Elon Musk, when <laughs> this has been an annoying thing I've been hearing, like the bot stuff, like. Every platform on the web has a bot issue. Like, especially Team Fortress 2 and Valve's to try to address that as little as they can, but that's about it. But it's just this annoying factor that Elon Musk is not getting the whole, this is Twitter, you should have saw that coming. You kept touting how you want an open free speech platform and yet you don't seem to understand that the internet has botting technology. Are you going to sue the bot industry and 
put down all this all the applications that have bought software data breach stuff. I mean Twitter even has an automation feature where you can make accounts that are automated by another owner. So I feel like he's lost the plot here. So Apple announced that Apple had their WWDC 2022 keynote keynote special conference, and yeah, they announced a huge slew, slew of stuff: the M2 processor coming to Apple hardware, the iOS 16, which was having a lot of things such as SharePlay, FaceTime, and AR features, augmented reality, whatever. Also, along with that, is that you'll be able to add your state ID to your Apple Wallet on iOS 16. What's more, Wallet will be able to authenticate your identity to apps that need it, such as Uber Eats, checking if you're old enough to buy alcohol. <laughs> I don't drink. Additionally, Apple Pay will soon support payment installments and order tracking with shipping tracking information, maps adding to 3D viewer views for Atlanta, Chicago, Las Vegas, Miami, London, Melbourne, Australia, Montreal, Quebec. New York and many popular popular destinations. Oh, and Apple TV updates also. Along with that, we got Watch OS 9, the M M2 processing chip, the second generation chip, chip announcement, MacBook Air with M2, MacBook Pro with M2, the big long-awaited Mac OS 13 Ventura. Just your Ventura. Not at all problematic. So, yeah, along with the big things that, uh, <laughs> things that came with, with macOS Venture is that they will, that will finally allow users to use webcam using continuity as using your phone as a webcam, which will be awesome. And finally, you can hand off FaceTime calls from an iPhone to a Mac without having to hang up and rejoin the call. So that takes care of that weird frustration. Along with that is also the iPad OS 16 update with Amazon collaboration. To this end, Apple introduced a new free format that basically acts like a digital whiteboard for multiple iPad users to share their ideas through notes, images, PDFs, and Apple Pencil scribblings. Also, after 16 iterations of iPad OS, Apple tablets will be finally getting an official weather app because that was the biggest demand people had. I'm like I don't know I don't I don't I don't look in the iPad space. Also, I'm pretty sure there's apps that already do that job, but okay. So, Deadpool three writers have had to repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again having to say. No, this will not be Disney-fied. This will still be the hardcore rated R content, violent gore that you all wanted. And Marvel has been incredibly supportive over the next installment of the rated R franchise. I, I'm curious. I think I'm more curious at this point after repeatedly telling them, after them repeatedly saying this over, over, and over, and over. Even Kevin Feige, who, you know, I would trust more with his word than a certain Lucasfilm executive. I will not say who, but you already know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, 
the last name rhymes with remedy. So, yeah. I'm curious to know who will be... What will Deadpool be doing? Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I don't know what's going to happen with that character in terms of him being in the MCU because he was in the Fox X-Men universe, sort of. And now he's going to be suddenly in the MCU. I'm curious as to know how that's going to work. So, also, because everyone hates us, and the new EU laws will mandate all phones to include a US, USB-C port, including iPhones. A new press release from the European Parliament notes that USB-C will become the EU's common charger, meaning that electronics such as smartphones, tablets, cameras, handheld gaming consoles sold to the in the EU will require a USB-C port for wired charging. The charging speed is also a Hammerson for devices that support fast charging, the press release notes, allowing users to charge their devices at the same speed with any compatible charger. The move has been made to lower electronic waste and make life easier for EU-based consumers who will only need the one cable type to charge all small and medium-sized devices. Laptops will also need to, to adopt the standard, but manufacturers will have to have much longer wait to make those changes, with 40 months added to the fall 2024 deadline. The legislation will impact Apple in particular. Apple does have products that use USB-C ports, such as iPad Air, Gen 4 and 5, but since 2012, iPhones have been using TechDive's proprietary lightning cable to charge through a wired connection. Apple is the only major smartphone maker to still use proprietary port instead of USB-C. While it seems like a major hit regarding the usage of its proprietary charging port, recent reports suggest that Apple is already heading in that direction with its iPhones. Last month, Bloomberg reported that Apple was testing iPhones equipped with a USB-C port. Apple analysis Ming-Chi Kuo, I'm pretty sure I butchered that last name part, uh, also claims Apple could switch to USB-C on iPhones as early as next year. There's also a chance the Apple could avoid the law altogether, as the EU's latest press notes released to the law only covers devices that have ports used for wired charging. Apple could seemingly ditch a wired charging port altogether and make iPhones rely solely on wireless charging. Clever bastards. So, you locked down on that. Fortnite, the long famous shooting game that has gone crazy on the level of unknown potential to the point that it's caused a cultural shift in schools that make me cry myself to sleep wondering where we went wrong as a species when they make the term default the new term for quote loser where did we go wrong I don't know what I did wrong, world. Did I do something wrong to make everyone go crazy? Because if I did, I like to say, first and foremost, from the bottom of my heart, you did not have to do this. This was a complete waste of our time. So, yeah, Fortnite seems to be testing a first-person mode. I am curious as to know how many people are going to be pissed about that. According to a uh, tweet by Fortnite news source HyperX, which has reliably leaked earlier news about the game of the past, <coughs> Epic Games has started developing a first-person ca camera mode during the recently released Chapter 3 Season 3. 
Esmet and the tweet saying first person camera fight Fortnite. Let's update Epic begins work on some stuff about first person camera mode, but there's no other info at the moment as it looks like it's still in early development. Would work really well for the zero build modes. I see. I will not do that. I already have my first victory as Dr. Freaking Strange, and I will not be stopped. As mentioned by Haprax, the first person camera would especially be fitting for Fortnite Zero Build mode since players wouldn't have to see the structure. Some fans are worried about the most lack of avatar visibility, diminishing the value of in game cosmetics. Um, what value? You can't sell them. I mean, I play Cyberpunk 2077, spent God knows how many times trying to get the character model right, but I know the character is not going to really be seen in terms of, well, third person, it's first person shooter. So, yeah, this was completely pointless. So, yeah. We'll be back after this ad break and these messages. Stay tuned for more from New Year Reality Collective. And we'll see you all in a little bit. Take care. We're back. Let's finish this episode off. Silent Frontiers is getting an animated special ahead of its release. They're really pushing this to be the next big game for them. And part of me is worried this is good. If this bombs, then they wasted all this for nothing. So, anyways, we saw a little, very little Sonic Frontiers' prologue, but the shot we saw that was shown was a moody one featuring Knuckles stood in front of a Chaos Emerald amid a thunderstorm. No release date or, or platform was announced, but yeah, it will be receiving an anime short right before ahead of release. So, yeah. Especially since Sonic's kind of trying to um, trying to get some things going for Sonic ever since the Sonic movie kind of brought back to back to limelight, such as Sonic the Movie 2, Netflix having a series called Sonic Prime coming up, and fans even trying to resurrect the lost 90s cartoon of Sonic, and there's also going to be a Knuckles miniseries on Paramount Plus. So yeah, I can get get they're trying to really push for Sonic to succeed, and I would be pretty sad to hear what would happen if this uh, fell apart. Meanwhile, as so Dragon Age Dreadwolf, the next big game they're working on. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the quality assurance team, you know, the people who are told to be the big workhorses and break their game and then critique it. So the quality insurance workers have filed to unionization requests in April have now have now officially voted to unionize. As reported by Eurogamer, all 16 of the QA workers agreed to form a union in a unanimous result and bargaining between them and their employer, Keywood Studios, those will now begin. Though they work directly with developer Bioware on Dreadwolf, the workers are employed by supporting company Keywood Studios and filed to unionize over poor pay, a return to work mandate, and more. Keywood Studios accept the vote of the 16 Edmonton staff who have chosen to unionize, the company said in a statement. We value our people and will continue to constantly strive to be a good employer. Yes, we will even team up with the evil EA and continue our alliance with the unholy abomination. 
at least until Sony buys them, and then we'll probably get to be dealing with them. As an organization, we want to ensure an engaging experience for all of our employees, and we take any concerns that our staff have seriously. We will continue to have an ongoing dialogue with all individuals of the Edmund team, and as we move forward together, always learning and improving. A return to work willing was the foul's trial for the QA workers that prompted their attempt to unionize, who were reportedly told they must return to in-person work despite COVID-19 cases rising in Alberta, uh, and regular Bioware employees facing no such ruling because Bioware and EA hate you. That's the only way I can think of. The employees were also allegedly subject to poor pay, with some employees receiving $16.50 of Canadian dollars per hour, $12.82 in America, which is considerably less than identical roles carried out by full-time Bioware employees. Yeah. This reminds me of what happened with Raven Software QA, except, they, except some of them got fired. And after they were told to move. You know, it's only a matter of time until EA gets exposed for what they've done in their company. I mean, like, I'm kind of seeing it at this point. So, a Joker sequel is officially in the work, and director Todd Phillips has revealed the title for the sequel. For, will be Joker. I am not going to try to pronounce that. It, it, I, I, I try prior to this podcast. I cannot, for the life of me, pronounce that, so I'm not going to try. Phillips, who co-wrote it and directed the first Joker movie starring Joaquin Phoenix is teaming up again with co-writer Scott Silver on the sequel. Phillips shared the red script cover on his Instagram page. A picture of Phoenix reading the script was also included. While the plot details are scarce, it is being defined as a psychological disorder. The, the title name where the same or similar mental disorder affects two or more people. Given that Joker is known for having psychologically dependent relationships with characters like Batman and Harley Quinn, this title seems fitting. And since Batman doesn't exist yet, um, <laughs> and Harley Quinn probably won't be showing, and I don't think Harley Quinn will be showing up, but um, I am curious about one idea, though. Is, is this the three Jokers they're going with? Is, like, some people have speculated this might be the, the beginning of the three Jokers. I'm not sure, but... I've been all for that idea. Cameron, get Cameron on there. So, Stranger Things Season 4 has been a smashing success. Smashing success. And with Part 2 of the Season 4 episodic series is set to be released soon in July, people have been wondering how the final season will be released. Well, don't worry, they're not going to do weekly releases for his fifth and final season. Speaking to Variety, Netflix's head of scripted series for U.S. and Canada, Peter Renlander, confirmed that there are no plans to switch over to weekly releases and it will stick to releasing all or at least most of its episodes on the day of the premieres. For fans of Stranger Things, this is how you they've been watching the show and I think to change that on them would be disappointing. Do not give them exactly what they've been expecting, which is Stranger Things is a seasonal experience. They go through that when with them. I think that would be a rough change for the member. I mean, like, if you had another different show that did, that just that went weekly, but it wasn't, it just started and launched, then people wouldn't complain. I can understand this perspective that, well, you did it for the four seasons you've done this, so why you change it now for the finale? Like, I wouldn't be surprised, but still. But, uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, we're in this whole binge watch versus weekly release thing since Disney Plus kind of brought it back to the limelight. Uh, yeah. They're still planning to do live shows like OBW got to deal with them, which is still a big deal despite Netflix taking some damage in the recent times. Meanwhile, Halo, Halo Infinite will receive a campaign co-op test as announced by 343 starting in July, granting select players an opportunity to get a feel for how the mode functions before its public release later this year. In a tweet on Tuesday, the official Halo account unveiled a co-op campaign flight, a fancy way of saying playtest, will become available exclusively to Halo Insights, the developer's community program for early testing and feedback. The tweet points out that you'll need an up-to-date profile for a chance to participate in the test. <laughs> and this was mentioned in their big roadmap back in May, which showed that the feature will be available for online players in August. Meanwhile, the split screen campaign co op is expected to launch before the end of the year. Watch, this is going to end badly. Because Halo has had. If you could go back in time, I think they should have never announced that Halo Infinite. They say. They, they should have waited. They should have waited to announce it. Like, they could have said, we're doing it, but we won't announce a release thing. We will do it when it's ready, when we think it's ready and good. And, yeah. Don't give release dates out. And, yeah, sure, COVID kind of messed things up, but, like, the way the game's so far been, it clearly means that it should have given another year or two of delay. I would have waited. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. So, remember that big... It's going to be the opening scene to Man Steel's put on steroids and fully freshed out to a massive movie. So, they're getting the legendary Anthony Hopkins. <gasps> Who's going to be this? Will, will he be... Will he be a powerful... <laughs> will he be a powerful force? Will he be... be wait... What? Oh, so he's voicing. He is going. <laughs> he's playing exact. Zack Snyder revealed in the Netflix thing that the two-time Oscar winner Anthony Hopkins is joining Zack Snyder's new sci-fi epic. He'll be playing exactly the role you expect from such a renowned thespian. The voice of Jimmy, a sentient battle robot who once defeat, defended a slain king. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Rebel was initially planned, pitched by Snyder to be a Lucasfilm, which would take place after the events of Return of the Jedi, but while it never happened, Snyder since repurposed the idea as a new Netflix sci fi flick. Given the Star Wars connection, though, it sounds as though Hopkins is more of a K2SO or an IG88 than a C3PO, according to them, but we're not exactly certain what direction Hopkins' character will take. So, yeah. Uh, oh boy. Oh god, this is crazy. And Snyder being on a in a Star Wars movie, like I know he, I know people have his have his pro have, I know he has his problems, especially with characters and writing sometimes. But damn, the guy is good at directing, making his own, just giving his own style, and especially action set pieces. 
he would he would be great as an action-based director only. But he wants to be more than just resolve, revolving around action. He wants to tell a poetic story and hallelujah, hallelujah. And plus, I like Zack Snyder's Justice League, so there is, there is, he does have talent for storytelling. I think it just depends on how his ability is given. Kevin Smith is returning to executive produce the Masters of the Universe Revolution, a new animated He-Man production titled Revelation. Built as an all-new story for the Battle of Eternia, a revolution will once pit He-Man and his allies against Nefarious Skeletor. While picking up right where the previous series left off, the first poster was released. And, yeah, considering how much that went, uh, I don't know how that's going to end up. Meanwhile, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is coming to Netflix as an anime series. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, we see more of this. So, there are something about brutal fight scenes, and it appears to take place in the same location as the pickup mission from Cyberpunk, in which V and Jackie pick up a robot spy spider from the Electro Eye Maelstrom game. Gang. We see similar negotiation take place in the anime clip, though the cargo appears to be a human girl instead of a robot. But the girl is taken, guns are pulled, arms are cut off, and general chaos ensures. Cyberpunk Edge Runners is a standalone 10 episode story about a street punk who becomes a mercenary known as an Edge Runner. The series was first announced two years ago, but Netflix, alongside co developer CD Projekt Red and Studio Trigger, have all remained pretty quiet in the series since then. Hope so, luckily, there will be more really info before September kind of happens around. And last but not least, Dan Slott, everybody. He is leaving Fantastic Four after issue 46 in August. So, yeah, this was sort of hinted at after Fantastic Four number 74 was listed as an a a Avengers X-Men Eternals 8-Axe Judgment Day crossover tie-in by David Purpose and Yuan Cabal, all, but we have clarified that Dan Slott won't be returning to the title. Officially confirmed, and it's the end of the Reckon Reckoning War. 46 issues of Dan Slott. And there are times I wondered how he got that far. Because the biggest, most infamous one was retconning Franklin Richards into being a human and not a mutant. Because screw whatever Hickman planned, Marvel agreed to. Oh, God. Like, th there is an easy way to fix it. Just say... Xavier lied because he knows Sinister was going to try something. Simple. There. 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 Y you can do this. But the ending of the series will revolve around the reveal of the lost daughter Nathaniel Richards. The mysterious sister of Reed Richards. So... Is she going to die? Come on, let's be real. Did any, I, I'm pretty certain someone had that thought. 
but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, I'm probably not going to talk about it, but good luck with that. So, this was the 42nd episode of Neo Reality Collective. T- stay tuned for this last, last ad break and outro. See y'all next time. And Neo Reality Collective was brought to you by EDF Sport, by Everyday Fans. And stay tuned for more. I'll see y'all again next time. And peace and take care. And have a good day, everybody. And stay safe. sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.